Let's take our Bibles and turn to Zechariah. Once again, Zechariah chapter number 1. Zechariah 1. When the prophet Zechariah wrote this, understand that a remnant of the Lord's people were back in the land of Judah. After the end of 70 years period of captivity in Babylon, the ca- that captivity and the destruction of the nation, including the destruction of the temple, had taken place because of the stubborn rebellion and disobedience of God's people. The Babylonian Empire had been defeated and replaced by the Medo-Persian Empire, and God used Cyrus the Persian to give a decree that allowed for the Jews to return to Judah and rebuild the temple. But in this ver- the verses that we're reading here tonight, the, the temple still had not been completed. In fact, it had been 15 years since there had been any more work done on the temple. 15 years. So what was the problem? They had lost their focus of their main purpose. Their main purpose was to supposed to be bringing glory to God by rebuilding the temple. But after working on the temple for a time, they began to get sidetracked with their own issues. Now, let's work on our houses a little bit. You know, let's, do, let's do what we want to do. They got sidetracked doing their own things and building their own houses. And the, the prophet Haggai, in the, in the prophecy just that precedes this, addressed that with the people and said, oh, you know, you're, you're uh, uh, trying to work harder and harder to get more and more and you're winding up with less because you're putting it in a, in a, hole, uh, a bag with holes in it. And they were busy uh, with, with their houses, but they weren't busy with the house of the Lord. There were no doubt a wide range of opinions as to why the temple had not been completed and as to what their greatest needs were, but Zechariah zeroed in here on their very greatest need, a, a return to God. Notice verse number 3, Therefore say thou unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will return, and I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Um, now, we might call it uh, a, a revival. And we're not talking about a series of meetings. God wanted them to return to Him. Uh, return to God in several different ways. Uh, first of all, return to God's ways. Return to God's worship. Return to God's will. And return to God's word. And as we look at our own nation today... Uh, it's almost unrecognizable from the nation that she once was. Uh, we know that the true historical accounts of U.S. history show that our nation was founded on godly principles. We know that to be the case. That is truth. So what happened? Well, the short answer is our nation has gotten away from God. That's the short answer. And In fact, our nation is increasingly under more and more of God's judgment already because she has drifted so very far away from God. And we're, we're like the, the folks in Jeremiah's day that are, are, were living in denial. They were already beginning to be under the, the hand of God's judgment. And they saw, it's, it's not the Lord. 
And people today, you know, they want to blame the things that are happening in our country. They want to blame it on climate change. Yeah. Yeah. Or they want to blame it on the Republicans. Or they want to blame it on the Democrats. Or they want to blame it on uh, anything but looking in the mirror and saying, hey, I'm part of the problem. And uh, so, sadly, as, a, as our nation has drifted away from God, so have many of God's people even in our churches today. The, the greatest need in our own nation is for churches, God's people, to return and get back to God where they belong, re- return to God's ways, return to God's worship, re- return to God's will, and return to God's word. Now, revival is not only the greatest need in churches today, but I believe it's the greatest need for our world. Our world's in such a mess because the churches are in such a mess. Uh, our, our country's in such a mess because our churches are in such a mess. The community, the same, families, and, and people with their own personal lives, they, they need to get back to God. So I want us to take a look at this verse, and as, uh, as, as we think about uh, the, the people there, and we think about our day and time also, the, the remedy here. Uh, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Um, it reminds me of the book of James, where James said, draw nigh unto God, and he'll draw nigh unto you. Amen? Uh, this is a parallel, really, to that, to that what uh, the, the James wrote there in his book. Now, I want us to see several things tonight as we approach the Lord's table. Tonight, we're going to be partaking of the Lord's table, and Quite frankly, we happened upon this message uh, at this time, and I don't think it's by accident. I don't I ever believe in coincidences or accidents. I believe God had us right here where we needed to be because we personally, as we look at our own personal lives, uh, we can't do anything about anybody else. Okay, I can't do anything about you. You can't do anything about me. We can't really do anything about the church. What we can do is, number one, us, right? We can, do, we can do something about us. Revival is needed when we turn from God. When we turn from God. And God's people had indeed, at this point, had turned from Him. Now we know revival is needed when we turn from God's ways. We're going to take those one at a time. God's ways. The, the prophet Jeremiah had warned the nation of Judah regarding their ways. In fact, in Jeremiah 6, in verse number 16... Uh, Jeremiah penned these words from the Lord. It said, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. So that's rebellion, isn't it? It's rebellion. It's a, it's a not recognizing uh, God, and not recognizing His ways. Jeremiah 7, verse 23 and 24 says this. But, uh, Jeremiah penned these words. He said, But this thing uh, commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and ye shall be my people. And walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. But they hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the, the, in the counsels and in the imagination of their evil heart, and went backward, not forward. What we call that backward walk. It's backsliding, right? 
That's, that's what they were involved in. And the same is true for those of us who are in Christ. When we're interested only in our ways, rather than God's ways, listen, it will not go well with us. It didn't go well with them, and it will not go well with us. We were supposed to learn from what happened to Judah. These things are written for our admonition, are they not? They, they are, and, and we're to learn. A revival is needed when we turn from God's ways. Uh, second thing, revival is needed when we turn from God's worship. Now, listen, when our worship becomes just a matter of form, formality, you might say, in other words, just going through the motions of worship, oh, we come to church, I can check it off on my list, I made it to church this week. And we sing the songs, you know, uh, we don't remember what we sang, we don't think about what we sang, our mind is somewhere else, and, and we're just going through the, through the, the motions, and uh, we, we pray, well at least somebody prays, and, and we got our heads bowed and our eyes closed, we're, we're really not paying attention. Huh? When, when we're doing that, when, when we're just going through the motions of worship, rather than worshiping from a heart submitted in loving obedience to God, we need revival. <laughs> we, we need revival. And, and it happened back during the, the days of, of Samuel. If you remember when Saul had uh, been commanded to do a particular thing with the Amalekites, and he, he, he went and in 1 Samuel 15, 22, uh, he had disobeyed the Lord and, and brought back stuff he wasn't supposed to brought, bring back. He was supposed to totally destroy uh, these things. And Samuel said unto him, Hath the Lord a great as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Uh, in other words, you know, going through the going through the uh, uh, process of religious activity, which uh, that was part of Saul's excuse. Well I brought the, the sheep so I could sacrifice to the Lord. Well the Lord had said, You kill them there. You wipe them out uh, with the people. And he didn't do that. And he says, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Isaiah chapter number 1, verse number 11. Isaiah wrote, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams, and the fat of fed beasts. And I delight not in the blood of bullocks, or of lambs, or of he goats. They had totally lost the whole... Uh, uh, meaning of what they were doing. They were just going through the motions of killing animals and offering the sacrifices. It meant nothing to them. John chapter number 4 and verse 23 and 24. Jesus uh, told the, the woman of Samaria, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Our worship is to be in spirit and in truth. He said, For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God's a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Sadly, uh, a lot of times we're just going through the motions rather than uh, getting real with God. Revival is needed when we turn from God's ways, when we turn from God's worship. Third, revival is needed when we turn from God's will. Have you told God no lately? 
God move upon your heart to do a particular thing? And you say, mm, I don't think I'm going to do that. Some, some, I'm talking about something that He's clearly showed you was His will. Ephesians 5 Verse 17 says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding the will of the Lord is. Listen, we're, we're God's children, and we are to do God's will. Uh, we, he, he expects us to do His will as His children. The fourth thing, revival is needed when we turn from God's Word. Where is our faith? Many say they believe God's Word to be true, but then they live their lives as if God's Word is not true. God's Word tells them they're supposed to be doing something. They're not doing it. Yeah. Well, you know, I can, I can take it or leave it. Well, if you can take it or leave it, uh, you're, not, you're not having proper respect to the Word of God. The Word of God is what we must allow to make the needed changes in our lives. When God's Word speaks, we're to listen. Um, Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be, the Lord said, that goeth forth out of my mouth. It, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where, whereunto I sent it. And, and it proved itself in the life of uh, these uh, folks of Judah. Their, their, their parents had, had, had not obeyed the Lord. The Lord had sent prophets to them time after time again and they rejected the prophets they rejected what was being said and they decided well uh, we're just going to do what we want to do and uh, it wound up not being well with them Jeremiah 23 29 is not my word like as a fire saith the Lord like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces Jesus himself said in John 8 verse number 31 and 32 if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Revival is needed when we turn from God's word. And then revival is needed when we turn from God's warnings. Does thus saith the Lord mean anything to us anymore? Some folks reject the messenger, so they reject the message. And that's a wrong move. It's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> By the way, when the messenger is rejected, it's usually because someone doesn't like the message. That's the case it was with Moses. They wanted to, they wanted to have, have a problem with Moses, and the, one had, the folks in Jeremiah's day wanted to have a problem with him. What was their problem with, though? It was with God's Word. <laughs> you know, they blamed the messenger rather than the, the, the message. Jeremiah 6, 17 says, also I, have, I set a watchman over you, saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. will not hearken. When we harden our hearts against the Lord, revival is needed. Revival is needed when we turn from God. His ways, His worship, His will, His word, and His warnings. Revival is needed when God turns from us. Don't get me wrong, I, we, we can't lose our salvation. God is never going to leave us or forsake us. But we, we, as we turn from God, we leave the path of His blessings. And that's what we've done in our country. We've left the path of God's blessings. God turns from our prayers and our petitions. Uh, and I say that God turns from our prayers and petitions because of our perverseness and pollution. 
Listen to Isaiah 59, verse 1 and 2. But behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have, he, have hid His face from you that He will not hear. Also, God turns from our prayers and petitions because of our pride and our prominence. We refuse to get broken over sin or even admit that we have a sin problem. And then when we come to the Lord's table, it's time to clean up. <laughs> it's time to clean up before you partake. And we'll get to that when we get to the Lord's table. But listen, when we refuse to admit that there's, we have a sin problem or uh, and we've refused to get broken over sin in our own personal life, that's a problem. We take the matter of pride. Pride is a real bad problem in churches today. Uh, Proverbs 11 and verse 2 says, but When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. Proverbs 29, 23, A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Proverbs 16, 18, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. And when you take a look and you read Jeremiah's prophecies uh, to the people before they got carried away into captivity, you see that pride coming through page by page. Proverbs 13.10, Only by pride cometh contention. And then uh, Luke 14, verse number 11, Jesus said, For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased. He that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Let's humble ourselves tonight and examine ourselves as we partake of the Lord's table and make sure that we are where we need to be at before we partake. Amen. Take the matter of prominence. Now that was pride. What about prominence? Some folks want to be lifted up as being somebody. Some are seeking for the glory of men. Some do what they do to be seen of men. Some do what they do for appearance sake. But what does the Bible say? First Peter 5, verse 5 and 6. God resisteth the proud, giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. Let, let our prominence come from God not from us and our heart. God turns from our prayers and petitions also because of our principles and our priorities. When we have the world's principles and our own priorities, we need revival. God wants us to have His principles and His priorities. Amen? Uh, God, God turns from our prayers and petitions because of our pomp and our programs. When, when we put on a pious outward show, uh, when deep down inside we know things aren't what they should be, uh, we, we need revival in our own personal walk, in our own personal life. When we try to replace the power of God with something else, it, it will not work. God turns from our prayers and petitions because of our presumptions and our plans. We presume upon God's goodness and long-suffering and grace and, and put off getting right with Him. That's what the people of, of Judah did. They, they kept delaying, oh, we, we don't really need to get right with God. I mean, that, everything's okay between us and God. There's no problem. No problem here, man. And, and yet, there was a problem. And they wound up 70 years in bondage. Their children are now coming out of this. That's what... We see here 
in our text. They, 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 they need to turn. They have been under their, their parents, uh, and they have been under the, uh, uh, under the Babylonian uh, uh, rule there, and they needed to turn back to the Lord. God turns from our prayers and petitions, but also I want you to see lastly, God turns from our protection and provision. We live outside of, of the hedge of God's protection and we wonder why our lives are a mess. I see this all the time. People outside of God's protection, you know, and uh, things are not going well with them. And I, I shake my head in disbelief. God, God leaves us to suffer the consequences of our sin. We put our money into bags with holes in it, just like these folks did, according to Haggai. And we wonder why we can't get ahead. Instead of confession and repentance, we uh, folks add another job, or they rob God, or take some other avenue to alleviate their condition, none of which are anything but a temporary fix because the problem is a spiritual problem. It's a spiritual problem. Now look at what God says again there. In Zechariah 1.3, Turn ye unto me, and I will turn unto you. And that first move is ours. If we have turned away from God, we need to turn back to Him. Let's not be like the church at Laodicea. Not, not hot, not cold, but just lukewarm. Don't be like them in Revelation 3, verses 17 through 20. The question is tonight, do we really want to get right with God. Do we want revival? Do, do you want revival? God, God won't send us revival personally if we don't want it. Okay? Uh, revival begins in the heart and lives of the individuals. From there, it moves into the family, from the families into the church, from the church into the communities, from the community into the nation, from the nation on out. That's how it begins. Amen? So let's, as we... Uh, come to the, the end of the message here. Uh, let's search our hearts. We're going to have a time of, uh, of contemplation uh, we'll, as we come before the Lord's table tonight. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Lord's table here in just a moment. But let's, let's, uh, let's spend some time in prayer. And then I'll come back and I'll pray. And we'll, uh, we'll enter into this time of the Lord's table. Amen. Mm-hmm.